0: Welcome to episode 22 of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. My name is Ryan, a.k.a. O.G. Retro. I'm here with my man, Chris, a.k.a. Koozie Retro Games. How you doing, my man? Good. Another impromptu day of the week, doing it
1: on my Tuesday lunch break. Yeah, so I appreciate Ryan a ton for working on me and my schedule these past two weeks. Uh, Nashville was a ton of fun, bro. It was crazy. The bars there are like so there's like the whole main strip called like Broadway right. and that's where all of the bars are so you have like your big name bars like Jason Aldean's bar Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk um, you have Luke Luke Combs's bar things like that um, Tootsies all that stuff but a lot of the bars are like three to five stories tall and then each I story saw that in,
0: your, in your story
1: each story of, like, the bar is a different, like, band playing, or, like, one oh will have, like, God. the main stage. Isn't that stage. hectic? Oh, it's insane. Like, the like the first, like, the, the Kid Rocks bar was the biggest. and you know, like, mm-hmm. the first one, they had this giant stage where they had a band playing first floor. You went up to the second floor, and it was, like, an overlook, kind of, like, mezzanine-type deal, overlook onto the first floor. Okay. And then you went, in like, third floor, different band, fourth floor, different band, fifth floor, rooftop, different band. And could you hear the difference? No, I mean it was so loud up there and oh so many people. So gosh. it was just, and it was just, it was packed like sardines. It was that expensive is, though.
0: Oh my gosh, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I never want to do that.
1: Like it was a great experience. Like it was just, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, no, expensive though. Imagine. Like I got like a Budweiser and a bottle, Bush Light and a bottle, nine dollars each. Oh no. Ordered four vodka Red Bulls and the boat came out to sixty dollars. Yeah.
0: I mean, that sounds about right here in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, you know? Well, you know, this is Mr. Horses this weekend. That's wild. We could segue really nicely into a new segment and we'll get a new segment right now. And then we'll talk about the next segments, but the new segment, the Bolo segment, because you need to make up money. We're going to come at you every week guys with something to watch out for, you know, whether it's something new something old something you can look out for uh like a reseller tip or like a collection tip something you may not have known uh uh just something to look out for be on the lookout for koozie i know you have something today what is it
1: yeah so the way i wanted to take this segment was you know like certain things worth money like you know to look for like rpgs in general you know to look for like god of force on gamecube things like that but i'm gonna try to get it, make it more niche like for example there's wwf no mercy on n64 one of the black cartridges this is a normal n64 game it's probably about a 35 to 40 dollar game so a nice little pickup right there but if you look on the front the normal game is gonna say like the country code and all that stuff dash usa now you want to look for the country code dash usa dash one if it has usa dash one you go from about a 40 game to a 400 game
0: now that's insane
1: and the reason why yeah, i believe
0: difference?
1: so obviously today's games in today's day and age if there's a software update you can just send it to the game via the cloud and things are fixed right. that game had something wrong with it back in the day that slipped through production so if you wanted the updated fixed version you shipped your copy back and they shipped you the new usa dash one variant
0: that's wild
1: that is why that game is worth so much money so keep an out keep an eye out for the usa dash one variant and if you find it
0: because of me i will take 10 percent of the profits (laughs) that's crazy dude i love it all right but today we're also so that's that's uh that's just a little taste of the bolo segment that's a be on the lookout for and uh, we'll come at you with one of those every week. Uh, coming up today, though, we got the our favorite gaming experiences being like a specific moment. I might be talking about a specific setup, uh, like collection setup, something like that. We're going to be talking about our favorite cartoons when we were young kids, uh, what we were watching as youngins. We're going to be talking about the crazy prices we saw at the Heritage Auctions this week. Uh Super Mario 64 ending at over 1.5 million, 1.6 million, something like that. Insane. And uh lastly, another new segment. We're bringing in new segments this week. Uh Kuzi thought of this one. It's called You Are the Boss. And it's uh you get to be in control of a company and you're talking about the day one changes you would make. Um, perfect. Let's start with uh with our favorite gaming experiences or specific moments. Do you have any specific memories, Kuzi? that you can say like that yeah. out in gaming so one of the more
1: recent ones and probably the one that sticks out like the most in my mind was when i mean fortnite just coming out we're in college so me and my roommates are just grinding that game like that is the new game we've Bro, talked about it before how i interrupted really quick yeah
0: why don't we you, do you have any console to play fortnite on no what the fuck dude
1: yeah sorry about that
0: I might send I you f- <laughs> I might send you an old Xbox One. I have to see if it works because I was gonna sell it in the claim sale as, as is. But if it works, I'm sending you it and we're gonna play Fortnite. Cause I haven't played Fortnite since God, I haven't played June junior year of college. You gotta grind, bro. You gotta grind. Gotta get
1: back on it. Gotta so. get back
0: on it. But continue. So your memory. So yeah, Fortnite just coming out. You're
1: grinding it, and like everybody's just trying to get like their first win. Like when you get yeah. your first win, you're going bananas. So you're posting on every social media. <laughs> you you are the shit. So me and my so it was me and my roommate Seth and my roommate Dakota and like we just sat there and grinded this game. And Seth and Dakota were more I liked watching more. Just like the it was so enjoyable to watch. them Just scream and get angry and like just the intenseness of it. Yeah. But we're just sitting in our college dorm room one night, and like Seth gets like top two and then get there's multiple times where he get top two and then get killed and he's pissed he's throwing his controller screaming getting angry <laughs> but the first time like he actually got like his first win and i like had it out it's like recording on snapchat so like i have the snapchat memory of it and like just him getting his first win and like us just all going bananas oh yeah for him getting his first fortnight win that was just Hell like yeah. such a crazy moment <laughs> that's a dope i mean like I said, there's, we've talked about it before in the podcast, just the way Fortnite wins go, it's such a different style of winning than any other games for yeah. it. So
0: you really, I mean, now they come good. I feel like now it's easier. I feel like now the game's harder because everyone's better. Yeah. But like, if you're good, like my brother and I will play and we're pretty, we're, we're like above average, I'd say like, we still get clap. Don't get yep. me wrong. Like we still get clap, but like, we're above average and we'll probably get like maybe like one win a session when we're playing so like i don't know take that as you will people are just better at this game now but it's still a lot of fun and that is a great memory i love that especially like the college dorm room atmosphere is a great great uh uh catalyst for gaming memories dude I'm pretty lot sure of good- when
1: I got my first win in Fortnite, everybody was at class. Like I was, ah. hoping- I was back from class from everybody, and like I just like turned on the PS4, and was playing it, just dicking around, and I got my first win. And I was hyped for myself. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody was there to like, pump me up. Those and I was like, there. I like sent him a text, and I
0: was like, just got my first win. <laughs> hey guys, yeah, nah, that's funny, man. I would say I have, uh, pro- I probably had a good first Fortnite win. I just I don't remember that. I'll be honest with you, I don't remember the first. I've got part. two in my career. There you go. I have countless. Yeah, third off the shoulder, but I do remember the first time. This is real nerdy, but the first time. So, World of Warcraft, right? Wrath of the Lich King. When that expansion came out, so that was when I was in middle school. Uh, so I was in sixth grade. So I was what, like thirteen? I guess or no, twelve, maybe twelve. I think I was twelve years old, and I was um raiding uh like little nerd i was and i was i was uh in pickup groups what's called a pug in world of warcraft pickup group like in the sense that it's not a formal raid group it's not like your guild or anything These are just random people so they form a group and as a pickup group we were able to kill the lich king like a couple weeks after release which was pretty unheard of and it was okay. just, like this magical moment. And I was 12 years old and this was fucking crazy. And my friend, Anthony, I will never forget. Shout out Anthony. He was sitting right next to me and dude, we went fucking nuts. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, we killed all this year. It was crazy. And like, I know I got some loot during that raid too. So like my, dude, that's I awesome. Hit it out. I think I got like two pieces of it. The- like, oh, it was so cool. And like, World of Warcraft is just like, so epic like in terms of like the the production value yeah and like it just because it it's a it's this crazy story and then like the like the big bad boss that you literally like leveled up this whole time to defeat like the new expansion comes out it's called the wrath of the Lich King like the the last like, boss that's
1: person you're going after
0: King and so like you leveled up from it was uh 70 to 80 at that point so 10 levels, you know, you spend weeks and weeks leveling and then you are grinding for gear to even just get into the raids and you finally get into the raids and like, like to be able to kill it in a pickup group and like just like down in that shit and just remember like see it and fall. And just, oh, with the group, I've never played World of Warcraft. Oh, when the, so cool. this pickup
1: group you were with, yeah, you said it was just like a bunch of like random people from around the world you're playing yeah. online. How many people were like in a group?
0: So that was probably, uh, It was either a 10 or a 25-man raid. Now, was there any type of, like, voice
1: chat or just text chat? Were you guys all
0: going crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. So now it's probably over Discord. Like, obviously, that's, like, the popular chat server. But back in the day. Cards and cartridges, Discord coming soon? Absolutely. Back in the day, we used to have a um, thing called Ventrilo. So they were called vent servers. So okay. Ventrello servers. And it's essentially the same exact thing. Like you get a you get like a server IP or a server URL, and there's like a passcode and you type it in. And then you're there's like different chat channels and everything. It's literally exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were all going crazy on vent. Like it was just wild, just absolutely wild. Definitely one of my favorite memories. And to have like my buddy who I went to middle school he unfortunately like he wasn't geared enough to go on the raid so he was like watching from the sidelines kind of thing yeah but uh he was hyping me up and it it was just so dope like that that was cool if you've ever played world of warcraft and more importantly if you played wow like in the in its prime like when that shit was coming out like yeah now and like shout out to you one of the coolest memories you probably have in game like i'm sure People who had that same memory also remember it like I do. Like, yeah, like that's speaking to the epic mix of wow. It's like that was fucking crazy. It was yeah, so dude. crazy. So I um, mean,
1: like I've got multiple too. It's like stuff like it's like smaller ones that they like, don't have like a crazy like, backstory behind them, but just like good memories. Like I yeah. was like playing zombies with like my buddy yeah. in his basement, just like grinding zombies Hell and like yeah. seeing how high you can get. Mainly Black Ops Two zombies, right. but. One other like random just gaming memory I have was, was at my buddy Josh's house. We were playing Halo on Xbox mm. 360, and his username on on oh, Xbox was totally good his username was Holy Warrior Two.
0: Hell yeah! Like that's just I killed that kid. No, I'm just kidding.
1: He tried to make it like Holy Warrior One, but it was already taken. And we're just playing Halo one day, and all of a sudden we're in like the uh the waiting lobby, and Holy Warrior One hops in the waiting lobby, and we're like what no so we just way. like went bananas because we we're like what are the odds like somebody with like the one number less than your username hops Epic. in
0: unbelievable that's it incredible
1: was and it's like kids are just like it was something crazy like oh like god. oh my god what are the odds yeah
0: that's awesome I love yeah. it. <laughs> there's so many you're talking about hit like i'm not we're not gonna go into all of them but like Maybe we'll talk about this again another time because uh oh, I have so many. You brought up another one in my head about the Halo, like so many good Halo memories when I was a kid. What
1: about your setup. You wanted to take it in a setup standpoint, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I could I could talk about back quick too. Like I guess so I've like in the time that I've been like a collector, even like when I was a kid, like I liked having like my gaming setup. Like I've always I've always had a gaming setup kind of thing. And I guess because I've moved a lot in the past couple years, I've had a lot of them at this point. So I like my favorite gaming setup, it's either like right now. Like I like, I really like my setup right now because the PVM cart, like, and I call it the PVM cart. So I have my PVM, the professional video monitor. And if you don't know what that is, go listen to our episode about those. I think it was like one or two episodes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool but I have that. So it's like really functional and I like how it looks like with the, with all the shelves behind me. I think it looks good and constantly kind of making it more organized, like I organize all my games and my shipping materials on the bottom. So it's looking pretty good. It's awesome. So I guess, I don't know there, but I have like good memories and different setups too. Like, like my OG setup when I started collecting was really cool. Like, very cuby and a lot of stuff and it was kind of like cluttered but in a good way and i don't know yeah
1: but that's how mine is mine's cluttered but in a good way like i have two bookshelves and they're just packed to the brim but like organized packed to the brim yeah and then just stuff stacked on top
0: and then i like my og like this is a good segue honestly the next thing that i want to talk about and then we'll honestly we'll do your two seconds last we're the king of segues
1: here at this podcast
0: that's what i'm saying this is a perfect segue my og setup one of my og setups was this tiny little um it was like a nine inch tv
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: at this the end of end of a long couch like on a end ta- on a side table it didn't even really make sense weird yeah i guess because that tv was so small and it was like the which
1: key- way was it facing was it facing the couch or facing yeah. out from the couch.
0: Not out from the couch. So like if you were on the couch laying down facing like the wall, like sideways, you know, yeah, okay like sideways. So you could yeah. watch it from the couch directly, like this. You're lay yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, you could lay down and watch it. And so uh that was like my that was my OG tiny TV that I might have played a little bit of video games on, but mostly I watched all the dope cartoons I watched as a kid. And that's the segue, baby, right there. Dope cartoons <laughs> you watched as a kid. That's one of my favorite setups right there. The nine-inch TV at the end of the couch. It was a no-effort, like, perfect horizontal lay that I could just watch the best shows. So here's my favorite show right off the bat, Dexter's Lab.
1: Dexter's Lab was great. Fuck yes, I'm so glad you're here. Absolutely great. Yeah. I need a quick it's not a cartoon but it's a great mention um because i watched it a ton as a kid mm-hmm. but uh sports center top 10 plays
0: yeah that's awesome like i, I knew I,
1: it came it usually came on like about like in the morning that yeah but specifically like in sports it was like around like the 50 minute mark like they did it towards like the, the last hour. 10 minutes yeah the last yeah. 10
0: minutes of every hour and you could watch so i'd catch it <laughs> All Before school, on Saturdays,
1: I want to catch top 10 plays. And well, then on at Fridays, <laughs> they did not top 10. Nope. Those are not top 10 plays. Dude, Those are just so crazy. classics.
0: That's so crazy. I did exactly the same thing. So it that is 100%. We can mention both. Because I watch cartoons. And then, because I woke up, like, I don't know. How early, how early did you wake up when you were a kid?
1: Like going to school? Yeah. I don't know. Probably
0: around 7. <laughs> Okay, so I was, like, probably a weird – I was definitely a weird kid. I probably woke up at, like, 5.45 type shit. Like, I, I wanted to wake in up – In high at, school, I
1: had to because high school started, like – I think high school started at 7.11. I wasn't yeah. watching cartoons in high school. Right. Um, but, I mean, like, I think in, like, regular, like, elementary school, school started at, like, 8.30-ish. Yeah. So I woke up later. Maybe I did, too. But
0: I just remember watching cartoons and then also watching uh Top Ten. Like, yeah, 100%. So good cartoon wise.
1: Um, I, I, I don't know if you can count it as a cartoon, but one of my favorite ones I probably watched the late, I guess I'll go cartoon for a second more as a kid. Um, Fairly Odd Parents was a classic. I knew you were gonna say that, that for one. some
0: reason. I yeah. knew you were gonna say that, yeah, dude. Fairly
1: Odd Parents is was great. That's man.
0: definitely a cartoon. I definitely watched a bit of Fairly Odd Parents. That was a good one. I'm gonna say Dexter's Lab is just so good, man. I can't even think of... I mean, you got Scooby-Doo, obviously. Definitely yeah. watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. I watched more of the Scooby-Doo movies. Okay, those were cool, too. Uh, I watched I mean, Scooby-Doo. Oh, uh, this might have been a little before your time, and I'm only three years older than you, but it's, it's that's the difference right here. Yeah. Uh, Captain Planet. Yeah, before me. There it is, dude. That's the... Because... That's that three-year difference, and there's going to be people even my age that might not know that. But I just watched like the reruns. I think of it like really mm-hmm. early. But Captain Planet, such a good cartoon. You great, know what cartoon scared
1: me? What? Uh, Courage the Carly Dog. Oh, Courage no! Carly. Courage the Dog scared me That's as fair. a kid. I hated that
0: one. Creepy little show.
1: Yeah, little and then I caught show. glimpses of Cat Dog. Love Cat that. Dog was always a good one. Loved Cat Dog. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, What else? SpongeBob, I mean, was a classic. SpongeBob classic. Those are great. Did you ever watch more of, like, non-cartoons, but the whole, like, Zoe 101, Drake and Josh, Wizards of Waverly Place, like, that genre on Disney
0: Channel? Definitely a little, but not nearly as much as, like... I don't know. I, I... Maybe I did, but I don't remember it. Like, I just don't remember watching those shows. I remember watching Drake and Josh for sure.
1: Drake and Josh was great. I mean, Zoe 101. I mean, I thought Zoe was hot, so that was awesome. Like, that was a
0: good one. Is she in a conservatorship like Britney or is she? Whoa. I never even thought about that. You know, like, what's going on with Britney Spears, right? Not really. Okay. Britney Spears, like, can't live. But I wonder if because she's, like, trapped. In a conservatorship, it's crazy. What's dude. that? Is that like a contract? No, it's like, uh, yeah, kind of, but like, more like you're, you're like, you don't have any free will. Oh, it's wild, dude. You sure you gotta, you live under a rock. Um, yeah, anyways, I wonder if her sister is facing the same things, but alas, that was it. I, I kind of agree there. I kind of agree with what you're what saying about. Sweet life of Zach and Cody. I kind of hated them. Really, I, mean,
1: I didn't like their vibe, bro. Sweet Life is that Cody was great. Sweet Life on deck, I was kind of like,
0: eh, but yeah, I guess I didn't really fuck. I liked like the Disney Channel original movies, I didn't fuck too hard with like the shows. I think I was into other stuff at that point. Like, I watched like like I was watching like Viva La Bam like on MTV and other stuff when that was happening. Like when that yeah. whole so
1: you were probably you, that three years old. I mean, you moved on to MTV and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, while I was still on Disney Channel. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I was I was doing like some other stuff at that point. And like I know my sister and brother were into into that that stuff, but it's hard to remember too. Like yeah i just remember i definitely watched like a lot of mtv like a lot of those stupid shows (laughs) Mm -hmm. like a lot of like dumb like uh dude what the like the really stupid dating shows that were on mtv oh yeah there was like rock of
1: love and yeah like like stuff like that
0: yeah just just quality television
1: what's uh i'm blanking but what's the show that uh rob Deerdeck had oh something uh, something factory dream factory fantasy, factory, fantasy be- factory yes
0: yeah fantasy factory but before that it was robin big
1: yes robin big robin big and all and right now he's doing big ridiculous now
0: he's, he's doing ridiculousness He's and he has been for like 11 years yeah fun fact there was a kid from my uh like middle school when that's the first season he got a clip on that aired on that show really yeah that's awesome and i don't want to give him too much credit because i I don't like him that much. I mean, there's no chance this, this gets back to him. But yeah, it's like, I guess he had that little claim to fame right there.
1: When you were younger, did you like, like, I know you said you liked the whole, like, Disney movies and things like that. Did you like the musicals, like the sing-along, like the movies with the song in them?
0: Yeah, no doubt. I uh, I suck at singing, but uh, I guess they're, they're I, like, which one specifically? Like...
1: I just I just talked about drugs. I'm not a fan of musicals and like Becca will like love to jam out to like the greatest showman's like soundtrack like while she's driving. Uh, and I'm like just like not about it.
0: Katrina, my my fiance, she is a huge theater kid. She is a theater kid. So yeah, not only will she jam out to them, she'll sing them. And there's (laughs) I'll tell you what though. Occasions I like it, but occasions that Okay. I was. I've always been kind of like, mm. and when we went
1: to New York City for my 21st, my mom and Becca really wanted to see a a show on Broadway. So we went and saw Wicked. And oh my! Like, oh cool. my God! I'm not. I was like, I'm not gonna like sure this. Forever. Like, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fall asleep during nah. it. Like, I don't want to go see this play. Nah. I loved it. It was, yeah, it was insane. It was great.
0: Incredible. That was the first Broadway musical I think I've ever seen. Maybe the only. No, I've seen like two or three, but that's definitely the only one I remember and like really 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 like so shout out it was great shout out wicked damn look at how crazy off topic we got from favorite cartoons all the way to wicked but that's what podcasts are for and i have no sneaky segue for this one although here's a segue just like how broadway tickets are expensive so are sealed video games and what have we seen here new records being set over at heritage auctions uh mario selling for koozie explain exactly what happened because i know and but this was your topic so take it away my friend
1: most expensive video game ever just sold a water graded 9.8 a plus plus super mario 64 sells for this is after the buyer premium so i think it was like 1.3 before the buyer premium but 1.56 million dollars on heritage auctions website on july 11th so was that two days before we were recording this podcast yeah two days before what are your thoughts on that game and that game selling for 1.56
0: well I think it's important to message uh, message mention important to mention uh, that wasn't it just a couple days before that a, a, a record was also set like Zelda yes the first so NES Zelda so a couple game days ago for like 1 as, million right
1: yep a couple days ago as now I wrote this down like that I was like okay yeah NES games especially early NES games are known for their like early just variants like no yeah. rev a sticker seals star right. in the manual etc 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 a zelda 9.0 a no rev a round soq early production that's the title i had went for eight hundred seventy thousand dollars on july 9th and that was a new record
0: yeah so right so it's like i think i don't know dude i don't know Bro, you're asking my thoughts, and it's all, like, I can't even fathom. No. I can't even fathom. It's like, dude, and, and it, 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 I don't know, dude. It makes me excited. It makes me, it makes me, I feel, like, a little scared. I feel nervous. I feel why Uh, mario 64 though like it's not the first appearance of mario
1: and i guess the thing is like why mario 64
0: because mario 64 is arguably the most cult classic mario game of all time yeah and i think of any mario game even like mario 64 is more recognizable and more people played that than like some of the two a lot i'd say most of the 2d mario stuff like and it was revolutionary it was the first 3d graphics and the launch title for the n64 the and i think i think it's so the n64 came out in uh obviously 96 um so like we're 20 those kids are 24 25 that is the age that people like 25 to 35 are like those are the sealed collectors i think yep like that's who's collecting sealed and i think n64 is going to be one of if not the most popular uh like sealed game sealed style game to collect like speaking of that same with the ps2 you cried cried. because of the ocarina of time thing i looked up the i looked up an ocarina it's probably sealed it's probably 50,000, 600K. Uh, People are asking crazy amounts
1: in Facebook groups 70K, 50K. Yeah. One just recently sold on eBay. And I think it was before this uh, whole boom heritage auction thing just a couple days ago. One sold for like 6,500.
0: Oh, man. And I yeah. sold it
1: for 200 in 2016. Oh. But like looking at like the price <laughs> charting, like yeah. go on pricecharting.com, type in Ocarina of Time Collector's Edition, and then look at the graph on sealed
0: it is literally like nothing and then then it's bang straight up to the moon it and i think we're gonna see it also come kind of flying back down pretty quick i don't see the sustainable at all like truly i don't like i i think
1: it's a lot of money
0: yeah i think it also got
1: it though because of the grade and 9.0 a plus plus is nine perfect. that's
0: the thing Nine eight, a plus plus is going to command these crazy premiums the other other grades aren't they simply aren't i mean stuff's still going for very it's pretty impressive what stuff will go for
1: can i hit you with some no- other numbers around 64 yeah. though yeah so we were just talking like 9.8 a plus plus is top tier i've seen one wad of 10 in my life one i've never seen and- a 10 and so a mario 64 8.5 a plus on the same day as the record one sold for 31k so 8.5 a plus plus 8 30, ugh, sorry 8.5 a plus 31k same day 9.8 a plus plus 1.56 million on now kind of getting close to that 9.8 a plus plus on January 17th, 2021. So six months ago, seven months ago, a 9.4 a plus went for 38 K looking back last year before boom of everything, a 9.2 a went for $7,500 on July 12th. So one year ago, a 9.2 a went for 7,500 one year mm-hmm. later, 9.8 a plus plus 1.56 million.
0: Dude, it's wild. It's uh, it's so crazy, man. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I. You can't I, even comprehend. Does it? That's make what you, I mean. Does like, it make I you happy,
1: sad, angry for the collecting community? I
0: think all of them. Like, I really do. I, I and let me go through them. Okay, I'll go through. It makes me happy, number one, because it's really like I have like family members sending me these articles and like. Like the fact that so many people, it's getting eyes on the hobby, right? And that's that's just good. No matter the way you look at it, I think it's a good thing. Eyes on the hobby is a good thing. More people aware of it, the cooler it is seen at. Like it's just it's good. And so I think the mass the mass reach that these uh, things have gotten is it's pretty wild. And not only is that cool, but that also raises raises the price floors and raises the price ceilings on all the game all of these games no matter no matter sealed cib fucking anything dude loose it will it will trickle down all the way to loose copies of super mario 64 i guarantee it
1: and me more than maybe ryan but still ryan like we are collectors but this stuff's also an investment so it yeah does help us out there
0: i i, agree. I i mean i own an incredibly clean copy of super mario 64 complete and it took me a while to find that and i'm very happy i own it especially now like i'm i'm that's a cool one i have and i I wanted that before this trust me like that's one of my favorite games of all time like it's so good it's so perfect and uh i mean it's so and and the things that are not perfect about it are so like imperfectly perfect they're like so charming and perfect yes it's just it's fucking awesome. So like never played on 64,
1: but I played it on DS. So I didn't yeah, have to. I've it.
0: played on DS too, and it's rad there. So I'll give you a pass. <laughs> so it's just like I don't know. It that's why it makes me happy. I and for for both the reasons that it's getting eyes on the hobby and that it's like I don't know. It really is a pretty substantial, I think, economic uh boost in like some of it's, it's just a it's wild, dude. Like it's wild and it it i've it it, it it makes me hopeful because i know i'm gonna find more sealed games yes like I've, i'm like i'm I, I've, I've got the itch now me too dude i've found so like in my day i've found a couple you know like some of my best being and like i regret it i'll talk about them now not completely regret because you know everything happens for a reason but like i had maximum carnage sealed perfect condition on the on the sega genesis I think iHogNut, shout out I iHogNut. I think he won in a raffle for me. But like, mm-hmm. I, I almost regret getting rid of that because that graded high. I can't imagine what that game would be worth right now. Oh my God, I know. Like that is one of the most iconic Genesis games of all time. So stuff like that. And then like- I think I know what one you're going to talk about next. I've already got the data pulled up. Pokemon Emeralds? No, I was going to say your Fire Emblem you had sealed. Oh yeah, I had that one too, man. And I think- I I got, I got that graded though I think. So real quick, couple I knew he was gonna talk.
1: I was hoping he was gonna talk about fire Emblem. Yeah, um, dude, I almost forgot um, th- about that one. A nine point two B just yeah. sold for eight hundred and seventy, and a oh. 9, and a nine point
0: four B plus sold for nine hundred. Oh, I sold a nine point six A plus plus. I think I got <sighs> for like eight hundred. Which was good at the time, I guess, but like I'm sure a 9.6 A plus plus now would bring a couple thousand. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm on a
1: Heritage's website real quick. I'm but quick I also have Pokemon Emerald. Uh, Pokemon yeah. Emerald. Oh, I need to sign back in. The Pokemon games are
0: kind of going down a little bit right now, which is cool. It's all good. I think they really like everything needs to kind of correct itself. Uh, what... a, oh,
1: God. <laughs> a n- again, this this premium. Yeah. A nine point eight A plus plus Pokemon Emerald sold for on July eleventh, so it's big day seventy two thousand dollars. Holy fuck! A nine point six A plus sold for thirty one two.
0: Oh,
1: a nine point four I could actually a, start
0: crying right now. A nine point
1: four A sold for nineteen k on April second.
0: Holy shit! And. Guys, I promise you, I it was it was clean, man. It was clean. I sold it for 800 bucks or something. Rip, rip. So, but A, hey, so that's kind of, I guess that makes it, that, that, that's a little dagger in the heart, but that's fine. Because we're going to find more sealed games. We're yes. both actively looking for games all the time. So I think it's just a matter of time. Like, and the last sealed game I found wasn't that long ago, was on the weirdest weirdest thing facebook marketplace most shipped to me i got resident evil 4 black label first print sealed mint mint condition on the playstation 2 for 20 bucks
1: insane and
0: it's at Wada, and it's in post-grading now who knows when it'll get shipped but you know that's if you don't mind look that up that might i don't know if it's on heritage but what was it again resident evil 4 playstation 2 I know a couple were on eBay and they were in like the 750 800 range for a while. And it's just it's crazy, man. It's wild. Uh, uh Resident Evil 4, none on PS2 sold recently. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense. I don't that one might be a sell later kind of thing. I don't know if PS2 has really hit its stride yet with the with the uh graded collectibles, but I'm not sure. Maybe will Real quick.
1: Maybe will. Yeah. Gotta hop on from this segment because I am on my lunch break. So we'll get to the last one and the Bureau question. But one more thing I want to talk about with this. So I guess that Mario 64, that iconic game goes for 1.56 million. And yeah. we talked about some other ones. Um uh so something actually rare, like a you know Hagane is expensive. Yeah, is the rare super one of the rare Super Nintendo games there is. Yeah, a 9.6 A plus plus Hagane sold. What do you think yeah. that
0: went for? 55k. Twenty three four, wow! But that 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 just goes to show you, man. Like the power of of nostalgia, uh, nostalgia, and nobody like, has nostalgia for Hagani. That no a rare game. No, it's just it, it, like you have to be such a specific nerd, right? To want no, I, like anybody who's buying this. I bet I I would make a fucking bet, dude. I would put good money that all of the people bidding all of the people bidding over a million dollars on Super Mario 64 have never heard of Hagane.
1: I'd probably be right there
0: with you. I would put money on it, dude. The yeah. people that and I I just unless I'm completely off base and there's some insanely and I'm sure there are but i just these i think these are collectors. some collectors these, these are investors I, these are, I wouldn't i wouldn't say that completely these aren't your traditional collectors no you're gonna see investors in these in these heritage auctions and you're gonna see like celebrities for instance like yeah. like we were talking about the other day like celebrities buying their own cards and things yeah like we can get into that in another yeah, another Collect- episode we got we got a really cool i i for, completely forgot about that we're gonna talk about celebrities doing card stuff and all that kind of thing it's just crazy um so so yeah just a lot what of more, a lot of emotion about a super mario one
1: more number i wanted to hit you with um yeah. kind of a. Uh, where did that my uh so gr- i've always been kind of eh about grading cib games i, I mean think. i have the one i have the pokemon crystal cib that was for more authentication purposes do you think i should send that to heritage why not fuck it yeah
0: yeah i say fuck it
1: you say fuck and send it to heritage? i say fuck it i mean I'm, I'm in it for 350 dollars.
0: you can't lose dude i say go to heritage with that that's you've got crazy people spending millions of dollars on mary's before you're gonna i think you're gonna find some people to pay up for that
1: um so wait cib 9.4 pokemon blue so a nice condition copy of pokemon blue went for 1080 dollars I feel like that's just expensive for a CIB Pokemon Blue.
0: So, yeah, I don't like that. I don't know, dude. I don't... I Again, I don't want to hate on anyone's like what they want to do. I will never collect graded CIB games. It will never happen. No, It will never. It will simply never happen. And I probably... I don't even think I'll... I would probably never even buy one to resell. Like, I can't ever imagined myself unless so you got it for a stupid deal but yeah. then obviously but yeah. like it's so just I like it's i don't know like why it's again if you like it fine if you like it that's enough of a reason that it's not stupid but in my opinion
1: maybe something crazy nostalgic that you can't afford sealed and graded just to have it like that display or I, but even like people like grade like Little Samson CIB just because it's such like an expensive rare game. But I don't dude, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either because there's like there's like other ways of protecting your CIB game. Like if you I'm just get an acrylic to, case. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like a really nice acrylic case, or like I don't know. Uh, I I don't know, dude. It's not my thing. Never will be my thing. You know? I get it. Uh, and maybe i'm just too poor or whatever but i like i like my cib games that i can like open up like i obviously i own a lot of cib games i don't like my speaking of my nicest copy of pokemon like any pokemon game is my cib emerald so even yeah. though and that i think is why like what tempted me to sell that copy of emerald quick as quickly as i did was because my complete copy is as minty as it is like it's fucking perfect and I've got no doubt, like whatever, whatever the highest grade for complete is at WADA, it would get so close to. Now, like, even if like, and I
1: wouldn't do it, I would never do As If it's a game I don't want to play, like say I'm going for the, I'm going for the full M64 set. And like, if it's a game I don't specifically am going to play all the time, I would prefer a sealed copy over a CIB copy just yeah. for like display and value purposes. But if it's something I actually want to like play, like I would play Pokemon Emerald. I'd play Pokemon Sam yeah. I mean- even if I found a sealed Pokémon Emerald, I would still keep my CIB version but then add on my sealed version if I got yeah, it for like And that's 10 what I should have done. Sale.
0: That's what I should have done, but I was a young collector at that point. I, I didn't know what I knew now and we can you know, both that's, cry that's together. That's learning, bro. That's exactly. And that's learning and that's a good thing. It's never bad to take profit though. Uh, exactly. That's another good There's so many good lessons from this thing, you know, lessons from that and we've learned them and we're going to apply them. Cool. You want um, to hit the last
1: topic? Yeah, getting into our last topic. I thought of this one when I was preparing for the podcast. I did some thinking. Normally, I come into the podcast five minutes before we record. I'm like, what the dick am I going to talk about this week? <laughs> but we've talked about it kind of before, but like, okay, you are the boss. So how this is going to work is like, we can even do, do this as like an ongoing segment too, because there's so many different companies and like the whole collecting realm. And we have opinions on each of them, I would assume. So Ryan, you hmm. are the boss of... PSA
0: what are your day one changes oh shit um day one changes probably implement artificial intelligence like wherever I could like I'm gonna be honest I'm I'm a huge proponent proponer proponent of uh our AI yeah I'm no, pro boner <laughs> of AI and uh I think it's it's use cases in grading are super super high like there's so many uses not only at like the grading step but like automating shipping automating customer service in some aspect automating um you know just different stuff you could do with artificial intelligence i'd uh i'd switch up my marketing i'd go for a way more like way more like They're like real stiff, dude. PSA's marketing is real stiff. I don't really like it that much. Uh, I'd switch up to a more like organic feeling, uh, like platform. It's really, dude. PSA just screams boomer. Like if you go on PSA's Instagram, it just screams newsletters, bro. It it it's like bulletin boards and memos. Yeah, Yeah. gross. So yeah, you and okay and i'd also dude i saw some i wanted to talk about this this is actually good that you said this dude i would make it so much harder for mistakes to occur i i was in i was looking at a facebook group last night someone had a first edition graded venusaur that was a nine mm-hmm. that had so many scratches on the hollow like uh, if I pre-graded it, there's no shot I would have yeah. given it above a six. Wow. Like no shot. There's zero shot I would ever have given that card above a six. And it's probably like a reach six. I'd probably like a five. And that's and where the AI can come into play too. That too. And it's was like the nine. So like, and this stuff is, I feel like this is happening more and more at PSA recently. And it could probably because of the 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 pressure they're having with all the all the submissions and everything. Just the grading is getting a little inconsistent. I think day one, we gotta figure out a way to tighten that up. Uh God, there's a lot of changes, I guess. But I think I agree with all those. Yeah. Um, I think my one, I'd change the
1: PSA label. I, I hate the way the PSA label looks. Um, I love Beckett, at how the number is just like fair and big, and because yeah. when you're looking at the label, like you you look for That's the, the number, yeah, yeah. So I would make the number more prominent. And then subgrades. I love subgrades. TGC they, say them, do them. Them. they say they'll never do them. They said they'll never do them.
0: That's what I'm saying. Dude, PSA, big, not, I'm just not a fan, dude. I'm not a fan. I don't understand the huge fanboyism towards them. If anyone wants to talk to me about that, I would love to hear their opinions as to why you like PSA so much, because I just don't understand
1: and I think we like I'm getting these vintage cards back and I wish I would have sent them to Beckett, but this was when I first got into Pokemon and was starting to grade. So like PSA and then the bulk submission group that I go through only had a PSA bulk submission. So that was kind of, but I know next huge vintage lot I get and I wanna grade some stuff to go with Beckett.
0: And it's gonna take like everyone right now, everywhere is having their own like problems and stuff, but like yeah, at the end of the day, it's like what what slab you like the best? Like like who represents their like like if you just go to the, do this experiment for yourself at home go to the three different companies pages you can see how wildly different they look like PSA versus BGS versus uh CGC like PSA boomer Beckett like kind of the vibe I would go for almost like a more like natural more like intimate type collecting vibe like I dig it CGC a little like a little bit too like they do a lot of photoshop stuff for the backgrounds and everything yeah. and like that's cool but like not totally my style but it's better way better than psa so like yeah there's just they all look different and that's pretty cool they all do different marketing styles and cgc does a lot of cool giveaways i know psa does that kind of stuff too but fuck them boomers uh yeah anyways that's my take right there you want to go with the company shoot me a company what am i the boss of Oh, okay. We're gonna do another one. We can do. Uh, we can do, We can
1: do one each. Like I said, we can always come back to this in another episode. I like this topic. Okay. Uh,
0: you are the boss of Lego. Lego. Yeah.
1: Oh, that kind of that took me. That kind of took me. off. Oh, like do me for a spin. The boss of Lego. Um, I would find a way to bring the older audience back in without the crazy prices. Mm-hmm. So kind of you have like your older audience who like remembers Lego back in the day, but don't collect or build or play with it now. So I would find a way to bring that younger audience who would play with Legos as a kid, bring them back in. You got to get them a way to bring back in, but I think they have that with kind of the more advanced sets that they have, yeah. but the advanced sets are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It's wild. So like, you just want something where you can kind of sit down, relax and build a Lego set without spending $400. I wonder
0: that if that might be, sorry, go ahead. I wonder if they've done any like mobile apps or anything that are, you could like build Lego sets on your phone or like AI artificial, uh, what's it called? Uh like like the Pokemon Go stuff where there's like yeah. Pokemon in your life. What's that called? Uh, virtual reality? No. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, fuck, man. I don't know. Uh, AR. AR. Augmented reality. Yes. There we go. Augmented reality. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Something like know. that. I feel like they need to market
1: more to the older generation. Their just on TV or all just like kids and things like that. That's a good um, point. Maybe having more. And I guess I don't normally seek them out when I go to malls. But having more Lego stores around in malls, I feel like it's only at specific malls. At least by me, they have a, like a giant Lego store. I think you um, know what I'm,
0: dude. They should bring back. I don't know if they already do this, but like bring back and market like classic sets. Yeah, I thought about that too. Like re-release some classics, like the Alien sets. Like, do you remember those? Did you ever play with Legos when you were a kid? i never like got sets it was more just yeah. like free balling it yeah i feel you i had this one friend who would get like all the crazy sets and mm-hmm. there was one alien set that like had this fucking pump thing yeah that you could like pump and it would shoot the alien minifigures through these tubes and That's like awesome. all through the lego set dude fucking insane like shit like that they need to they need to re-release some of the old sets that would be cool as, a, as an adult that used to love Legos and now doesn't have a Lego set. I wonder how
1: popular Lego still is amongst kids. I wonder if like, there's obviously like the cheaper popular, sets at like Target and Meyer and things like that. But I wonder like what the price difference is from like when you shop at Target and Meyer versus like when you actually go to like the Lego store at the mall.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty popular. And like, there's also still, like, Lego still releases all the video games, too. So, like, there's all the Lego, Star Wars, Lego Jurassic Park. Like, I had my, I had my trade-in pile before going to GameStop and uh, fucking trying to get that Skyward Sword coming out on whatever Thursday. But, uh, yeah, like, they have all the... There's so many Lego games. Like, it's wild. Do more
1: collaborations. They did the NES collaboration. That was a huge hit. Like, mm-hmm. branching out into different collectible markets and things like that i think that could be huge for them just getting the more eyes on them and it's by getting the more eyes on them it's like oh shit i did play with lego as a kid i really enjoyed lego because i feel like you you kind of just forget about legos yeah like they're in your like if you have a basement they're just in your toy bin in your basement not organized at all
0: there i have two bins they're above me right now in the the attic legos filled all my childhood legos and one day, yeah. my kids will be able to play with them because Legos are dope. So, so hopefully, I'll play with them again too. You know?
1: Yeah, I got a cousin Sean who's big into Legos. Even like to this day, him and my buddy Nate are like big into Legos. Like they'll got buy the Sean. sets, like lay out the plastic bags, lay out the directions, and just go at it.
0: Hell oh, yeah! It's it's a it's a good activity, man. Cousin, All right, it's a cool little cool little game there. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, getting
1: into our viewer question of the week, uh, we had a couple, and you you just talked about GameStop, so I think this would be a good one. Cool. Our boy Javier twenty one asked, "How do you guys feel about GameStop's retro inventory, and have you guys ever bought any retro games from them?"
0: It's a good question. Um, it's good ish. Yeah, I think it's good that it exists because you gotta think if they didn't have that like where would those games go how like if people right like if people had no idea like that games are worth anything or like yada yada just like your your run-of-the-mill person who knows nothing about games found their old their son's games in the closet or not even or the I don't know what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You go into GameStop and they trade all these games in, where would those games have gone otherwise? Maybe the trash, maybe because they don't know about like your local game stores, your, right. your
1: single chain game stores. They know, game they know GameStop because they live in town.
0: Right. So it's I think it's good that it exists, uh exists for that reason. Like games can end up at least available in some aspect in that sense, whether or not they're fairly priced. If they whether or not they come with manuals or whether or not they come with the cases or whether or not they come in good condition, it's like a whole other separate question where it becomes kind of not so great. Like, and don't uh, buy
1: from them if you're buying a disc based game, don't expect it to come complete, right? Expect it to come disc only. But I hear you can go into the store and if they have a complete copy, you can switch it out or you can see if they have an extra case and manual for you. But that's just more work you don't you don't normally want to do.
0: Yeah, it's um, uh, it's just. Wait, I thought I thought it start stopped recording there for a second. I got all nervous. No, we're good. But uh, so you go into GameStop. And also, I I think it's cool because I've seen like they have displayed some of the older stuff too like some of the stores don't have that no some but and even if the stores that do it's very limited yeah but also i've seen like pokemon soul silver there which i was like whoa but it was like at the this was way back when i would have bought it now this was way back when when it was like i think they wanted like 59.99 now it would have been worth it but back then it was like too high i was like yeah fuck that but, like, they they do have some some of the, the DS, 3DS stuff in there often, and I've seen a lot of 3DS stuff complete in box recently, and that's been kind of tempting. Like, on some of those, I've been, ooh, like, yeah. do that kind of thing. So, I think, like, their retro stuff and stuff that's becoming retro, I'm glad it exists. I was thinking
1: more, like, NES, Game Boy, things like that. Like, I hear, like, like I said, if you're buying a disc only game expected to come, or if you a disc based game, expect it to come disc only. There's rumors that they throw out the case of manuals to cut down on shipping costs that weighs less. Yeah. Um, if you're ordering Pokemon games or retro games in general, check the authenticity of them. A lot of times they don't check for authenticity, so you might get something fake. Um, and I wish that they would make their trade-in prices a little more fair.
0: Yeah yeah it's you have to like wait for the crazy deals to trade stuff in but they
1: create speaking of crazy deals they do a lot of deals on their websites buy two get two free buy one get get two free things like that so if you keep an eye out on their website and their deals you can catch some good deals and stock up on some retro stuff maybe keep something resell two copies to keep a copy for free things like that
0: i've done that before for sure good points that was a good question, uh, Xavier, Xavier, Javier, Javier. Hell yeah. Thank you, Javier. Guys, it's been another great episode, episode 22. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the love. Make sure to hit that like button, drop that follow, hit that subscribe. If you're on the YouTube's. Uh, drop a five-star review. If you're on Apple pods, write a review, tell us, uh, tell us your favorite thing. Give us a suggestion. Let us know what you think, guys. Thank you once again. We appreciate y'all. Peace. See ya.